0: Today on the Zabecast, Game 3 in the NBA Finals. Too late for this Zabecast, but we've got lots to get through. Ben Maller will join us, Fox Sports Radio Overnights. Thoughts on the dirty, dirty radio industry, plus the time he met Art Bell, number one UFO radio legend. Also, Zion's dirty laundry is out in the street, and why do Browns keep getting carjacked? Your 45-minute dose of Pure Me is locked and loaded, so buckle up and let's go! Here we go! Thursday, June 8, 2023. Thank you for downloading. I'm sorry to report that Game 3 of the NBA Finals finished too late for today's edition of the Zatecast. Tune in tomorrow for all the details. Okay. Let's get to it. Ben Maller joins us today, Fox Sports Radio Overnights. He's got thoughts on the dirty, dirty radio biz. Talk about the time he met Art Bell, the legendary overnight radio host for Premier Networks and the number one UFO guy in the last 50 years. Too bad he's not alive now to be seeing and talking about what's going on. Also, Ben's thoughts on alien life on Earth and who might be playing sports out there as an alien among us. Also, why do Browns players keep getting carjacked? And how dumb do you have to be to lose a $2.7 million salary trying to win games by gambling, betting 50 bucks and 100 bucks at a time? Before I get going, a shameless... That's my fishing sound effect. I should really get a better one. I am home alone this weekend. The wife. And the daughters and her sister are heading up with mother-in-law to Maine. And it's a wonderful trip. I'm very happy for them. It's going to be great. My mother-in-law used to live up there in Bar Harbor, Bahaba, and would run a bed and breakfast with her husband, who has passed. But she hadn't been up there in a while since they moved down to the Delaware area. And so this is going to be great for them. It's good for me, too. I'm wide open this weekend. And I've got no golf games, like none. I know, it's sad. I don't have many friends anymore. It doesn't seem like it. And yet, I get invites, random invites, over the years, through email. Just people go, hey, I'd love to have you out here. I'd love to, hey, whenever you can, let me, you know, come play here. I know this is last minute, and it's shameless. But I am literally available this weekend, at any time, Saturday, and Sunday, all day Saturday, all day Sunday. So just drop me a line, zabe, at yahoo.com. Also, shameless plug, bloodyhorns.com, bloodyhorns.com. We're getting close to a full sellout. Join me in Sheboygan, Wisconsin, for those of you who listen up there on 97.3 The Game, uh, at the Bull for the most sadistic but yet funnest hard two-man scramble in the state of Wisconsin. A competitive tournament, not a hit, giggle, and yawn five-and-a-half-hour charity snoozer. The Bloody Horns 12, it's on, it's a fun time, it's a real test of golf. Go to BloodyHorns.com. Zion's dirty laundry is out in the street, yo. Remember the phrase, not feeling Zion? The same guy that basically said, I know I'm cleared to play, but I'm not feeling Zion. So, (laughs) never mind, I'm not going to play. He got into a nasty thicket of trouble on Twitter because he posted some photos of his baby mama. And you're not going to believe this, but just hear me out. It wasn't the only woman that he has been having sex with. And the one of the other women came forward and said, Oh, hell no. I will let Trista... Crick, sports betting personality for Bet MGM tonight, break down the whole sordid affair. If
1: you haven't seen this, Zion is currently trending. Why? Here's
0: adult, what happened. Adult Zion language, went on Instagram.
1: He had a gender reveal with his girlfriend. Uh, they are pregnant. They are having a baby. This is uh, her. Concrete Rose. Everything was all good with the gender reveal until... Uh, another woman came into play who he was currently dating as well mariah mills and she went ape shit on twitter the tweets are delicious i deleted the photo of the photographer pouring honey in my mouth because you told me you felt disrespected now i come to twitter and see you trending with the thought being pregnant and you kissed that hoe i warned you about trapping ho, zion you didn't listen to me i know the game fuck you congratulations again the bill was too high so you had to scrap for crumbs when you couldn't see me or I was busy, so I guess they were still sleeping together when he knew that he had this other girl pregnant. So she takes to Twitter some more. I let you spit in my mouth last week when we <laughs> fucked. You couldn't told me you had another old pregnant. How was that gonna work, moving us both to New Orleans? I motivated oh you to get back in shape. I let you fuck me all kinds of ways <laughs> and film me on your phone, and you impregnate a low-budget porn star oh, DNA God. test. Or I've got. Also, I think it's very funny that they're uh, calling his second current girlfriend, the one he did the gender reveal with, an alleged squirter. That's just very funny.
0: (laughs) Is that an insult or a compliment? I don't know. Wow. What's the saying? Go to bed with dogs, wake up with fleas. Also, as we like to say about Twitter, I can't believe this app. Is free. Uh, unless you want a blue check mark, that's eight bucks a month. Speaking of dirty, look at the air outside. Oh my God. One of the worst air pollution days in many decades due to wildfires raging across the very dry western part of the United States. Photos of cityscapes drenched in sort of a hazy orange, if not sepia toned hue. Uh, For those that are sensitive to it, misery outside trying to breathe. It, too, shall pass, though. So, I mean, I don't think anyone's going to be totally, you know, this is not going to be the worst thing in the world. But I have a philosophical question. Is it air pollution when it's natural? Meaning, these were forest fires. Now, maybe some of them were were accidentally set by man, but let's just assume they were started naturally. Forest fires are a natural phenomenon that have been going on forever, for as long as the earth has had trees. So wouldn't it just be air that's not great right now because the earth is doing earth things? I always thought pollution was tisk tisk. We're doing something wrong and bad. To me, this is just, like I said, this is the globe. Doing what it do. Here's how liberals think. Instead of take measures to close and seal our borders, I got a better idea. Let's ask citizens to take homeless illegal immigrants in, in spare bedrooms. I kid you not. Eric Adams, Democrat, liberal, New York City, mayor, has now suggested housing illegal immigrants in private residences in New York, saying, quote, it is my vision to take the next step to this faith-based locales and then move to a private residence. They have spare rooms. (laughs) I mean, sure, I guess in a purely biblical sense, it's the right thing to do. And maybe some people will. And maybe it'll change their life as well as the homeless immigrant that you bring in. But can you imagine tucking your daughter into bed? Your six-year-old daughter and there's a spare bedroom. And you've got, insert illegal immigrant here in the room next door. And you just go to bed, go, yeah, everything's going to be fine. No problems here. That's fucking crazy. Now, right now, uh, this is only an ask by uh, Mayor Adams. But pretty soon, if they have their way, they'll start forcing people because that's what they do. Insane. We could, st- we could seal the border, stop this immigration flood. Nah, I got a better idea. Let's ask citizens to house them themselves because New York is just getting swamped. Uh, Texas and other border states are sending the migrants to New York because they're like, hey, we're sanctuary states. We love illegal immigration. Okay, great. Here, have them. We've got buses. Away you go. And they're getting crushed financially trying to take care of them. They don't have the space to do it as well. Some would say that's a dirty trick. Others would say, like me, no, fuck you. You're the ones who's like, oh, yeah, we can. We don't have to shut the border down because you don't live on the border. Here, here's your problem. Jay Monaghan apparently didn't read his note cards on how to walk back or otherwise massage his previous comments about the 9-11 families and the Live Tour. Here he was on Golf Channel doing an interview in which it sounds like he had no idea this was ever going to come up.
2: Jay, the 9-11 Families United made a strong statement yesterday. They said you co-opted the 9-11 community in taking a moral stance against Live How would you respond to that group? Well, I um, I read Terry's comments. Uh, I I you know, obviously acknowledge her loss and completely understand her position. And to the question that you were just asking, you know, I wish, I think about the fact that I allowed confidentiality to prevail here. And in allowing confidentiality to prevail, I did not communicate to very important constituents, including the families of 9-11. And I regret that. Uh, I I really do. Um, But as we sit here today, you know, I, I think... I think it's important to you know to reiterate that um, I feel like the move that we've made and, and how we move forward is in the best interest of our sport. We've eliminated those fractures. Um, but for for any, uh, any difficulties I've caused on that front, again, I have to own that as well, and that comes back to communication.
0: Yeah. So in other words, he's saying if I had just notified them before this became public, that would have made it better? No, no, it wouldn't have made it better. They just would have been pissed off earlier. It's amazing that a guy who I'm sure makes this much money and has been trained in corporate communications and knew that this was going to be a big issue completely whiffed on a question like this. Is Mike Breen the most underrated play by play man in history? Answer yes. I agree. The question was posed. On the website awfulannouncing.com, Alex Reimer writing, Mike Breen is a Naismith Memorial Basketball Hall of Famer and owner of the most iconic call in sports history. One of the most iconic calls in sports history. The decorated play-by-play man has called a record-setting 18 straight NBA finals and is on the cusp of announcing his 100th finals game by far the most of all time. Yet Breen is not quite a household name on the level of Joe Buck, Al Michaels, or Jim Nance. When it comes to legendary NBA broadcasters, he's still behind Marv Albert and got Bob Costas. Not in my book, he's not behind. With that in mind, says Awful Announcing, it's fair to say that Brian is the most underrated announcer ever. He's called every one of LeBron James's and Steph Curry's championship wins. Kobe Bryant once gifted him an autographed jersey from one Mamba to another. Yes, that jersey was called the Gray Mamba on the back. It was when nicknames were allowed in the NBA. It was... Given to him by ESPN as a gift, like, hey, you're the gray mamba, ha ha ha. So he made sure Kobe signed it, and he signed it from one mamba to another. It was in his house in Long Island that burned down. And somehow, amidst the rebel, the rebel, the, amidst the rubble, he was able to go through and find it largely unscathed. Now, that's mama mentality right there. But still, why would he be underrated? Two simple reasons. One, he is extremely humble and not self-promoting. And I think he likes to lay low in that regard, and he likes to let others shine. Not so much with Al Michaels, for sure. Nance is a bit more schmaltzy in his presentation. Joe Buck, I think, is solid. I mean, they're all really good. But the other reason is football. He hasn't called football. I think he'd be outstanding at it. I'd love to hear him do it, but either he has no interest or the opportunity has not presented itself. But I can't wait to finish this podcast and go listen to some Mike Breen. Messi turns down, wait, $1.6 billion? Saudi Arabian club Al-Hilal made one final offer to the legendary soccer star Lionel Messi her reports it was three years 1.6 Bubbaa billion dollars well over 500 million a year I mean this is what we were talking about yesterday with um our guy from Georgetown Marty Conway the Saudi money has pulled up in a deep reservoir, and it's now spilled over its banks and out across the world, and it's going to wipe away a lot of things and a lot of people. Messi apparently signed with a MLS club, Inter-Miami, which I don't know what kind of money they got to spend on him or how they convinced him to turn that down, but holy shit, $1.6 billion. It's incredible. And finally, there's this before we get to Ben. The Vegas A's are not nearly a done deal yet. A bill aimed at bringing the A's to Las Vegas did not advance in Nevada's legislature prior to the end of its regular session on Monday, stalling the team's effort to land a stadium deal in Nevada. Some politicians out there and insiders are dubbing it 50-50 at best. Yeah, because they've bum-rushed this through. They put out the 50-page proposal for financing and all this other stuff on Friday prior to Memorial Day weekend. And then they had a vote for it, or they had a public comment period on Monday. Memorial Day itself. (laughs) That's unbelievable. But that's how it's done. And then they were going to vote on it one week later. They'll bum rush things through whenever they want to, when they can. It's amazing the speed of government. When there's money they want or something they want to try to jam through, how quickly they can move. Otherwise, it's just no. Grind the gears. Wow, it's going to take a long time. It's got to go through procedures and it's got to go through committees. Blah, blah, blah. Coming up, Ben Maller, the king of sports radio overnights. Fox Sports Radio. Lots to talk about with him. You are listening to the Zabecast. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. You know, we're driven by the search for better. Now, are
3: are your people like my people, Zabe? Like when I do the show, I have the home studio, which I'm actually in right now, but when I do the show from home, people actually openly cheer for technical difficulties. They love why they things wrong. I don't know why. Because they're I, just
0: I, assholes, I, basically. Yeah. They're rooting for mayhem. They're like the Joker. I like to see the world burn.
3: Yeah, they're schmucks is what they are. Yeah. <laughs> they are schmucks and they do it all the time. So
0: Ben Maller, the king of the overnight dwellers in sports radio, Fox Sports Radio, from what time to what time uh, overnights?
3: Well, it depends on your time zone. Where you are, Zabe, that's 1 a.m. till 5 a.m. on the East Coast, 2 to 6. On the West Coast, though, it's 11 to 3 in the morning. Okay, so you time do it, time.
0: yeah. And and that's And that's your shift, and you've been on this shift for how long?
3: Uh, I've been on overnights off and on for, for a very long time since you worked at our place, uh, briefly, oh, that
0: was back. a long time ago, briefly, <laughs> fucking six years, six years is briefly.
3: <laughs> I don't know. It seems, it seems like it was like you were here and then you were gone and now you've done these amazing things
0: elsewhere. No, I, don't, no, I have not done amazing things. I would I was... come back tomorrow if I could. <laughs> If the guy running the shop didn't hate me for reasons, I don't understand at all. Did nothing I to him.
3: Don't, I don't understand the business, Dave. I, uh, I don't, you either. should teach me about the business. I don't, I've been in it a long time now. I still don't understand why some people are successful or some people get jobs and I, it just blows me away. It's fascinating. No,
0: you're, you're right. And we could talk about this and I would say, I don't know the business. I just know a few things about the business. And the one thing I know is it's a dirty dirty business it's a nasty one it has no job security it has very little portability it is a high wire act it's fun as hell if you can make a career out of it and raise a family and pay your bills but i wouldn't i advise people all the time don't do this don't yeah. do this
3: yeah and it's only gotten worse like i thought well maybe it'll get better no no it's only It's only seemingly gotten worse over the years. I'll
0: tell you why it's gotten worse. A couple factors. One is there are more drive-by hosts now in our business who drop in as either ex-athletes, and some ex-athletes really embrace it and do a good job and put the work in, but others are just drop-ins. They don't give a shit. They've got millions in the bank, so they just show up and they do the minimal required. Or you have comedians. I won't name names. Who are given nationally cleared shows because they're big name comedians. You might remember one of those.
3: I I may or may not know who you speak of, Dave. (laughs) It is fascinating. And and like the thing I, and I'll I'll suck up to you. The thing I like about you and I've always liked about you is like, you're a radio guy. I love radio
0: guys. So are you. So are you. And that's what I love and respect about you. You do the hardest shift there is overnights and you make it a really tasty sandwich.
3: Yeah, and the thing, though, as you said, you see these people who are outsiders. I I call them interlopers who come in. Right. uh, And and the other thing, which is, to me, I think, hilarious, is radio is much harder than, like, television, I think. Uh, I've done a little television. I haven't done that much of it. But in television, you have, like, a bunch of producers and you've got people around you to kind of help you out. Traditional television. Like, radio, you got a few people, but you're pretty much on an island and, and most TV shows are half an hour, an hour, you know, you're doing three hours or four hours on the radio. Yeah. yeah. It exposes people.
0: Here, because- Here's the business in a nutshell. Uh, me and Scott Lynn and Solly were doing a nice show on FSR, happily doing it. We were sitting – it's like the three of us were sitting at a lemonade stand on the street, and Stephen A. Smith fell out of a fifth-floor window at ESPN and landed on all three of us, smashed our lemonade table – Lemonade goes flying. He gets up like, huh, that was weird. Okay, and then he starts climbing right back up the ladder to the point where he's making $12 million. He lasted one year as our replacements at Fox Sports Radio.
3: Yeah, it did not go well. I I actually remember when Stephen A. started in radio. He was a columnist in, in Philadelphia, and they hired him to do a weekend show at our place. And he was actually doing a show with John Ireland, who's now the Laker radio play-by-play guy, and John was there doing shows on the weekends, and one time, the Lakers got back late from a road trip, and John couldn't make... He was doing a Saturday morning show with Stephen. I remember it was Saturday or Sunday. I think it was Saturday, and uh, John didn't make it back in time, so Stephen had to do the show by himself, and it did not go well. Uh, and, and I, 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 uh, I flash back to that when I when I see how much mo- I'm good for Stephen. Hey, I mean he's making tons of money, but it's fascinating because I, if anybody had actually been listening that morning, and you had said this guy's going to be making you know ten, twelve million, whatever, you would
0: uh, not have was- believed it. No, no, no because he he his TV show, quite frankly, had bombed. He had been let go by the Philadelphia Daily News. I think it was the Daily News he wrote for. And he was at low tide, and he needed a job. And he had a good agent who got in the ear of someone out there. I won't say who. And they said, this guy's contract is coming up, and we don't even know him. He's on the East Coast. But who cares? Here, have this spot. Like I said, landed on our card table selling lemonade, (laughs) got up, dusted himself off, and we all died. That's the, the lemonade, business for the, you right there. But
3: the lemonade was good though, Zip. You had good lemonade. I enjoyed the lemonade. Well, thank I you. It. I
0: we we were proud of the lemonade and we sold it and yeah. and we'd love to do it again. But the bottom line is that's not how the business works. The business, like I said, it's it's chaotic, it's fickle, it's full of idiosyncraticness, idiosyncrasies. I'm trying to think of the right word here. But you got to uh, embrace it. And the, here's the other problem. Okay, so Generally, but not always, generally, though, those who can do it, meaning be in that cold studio and warm it up with talk that entertains and engages anybody, much less a lot of people, anyone who can do this thing like you and I, they do it. The ones who can't do it, who have proven they can't do it, become program directors. (laughs) Generally, (laughs) not all of them, but generally. And so they're the ones who then judge you and try to micromanage you. And they're the ones who decide oftentimes whether you're going to get another contract or not. It's a hell of a thing, isn't it?
3: Yeah, it's uh, the, the, the conversations like the, the disconnect between what is in my head and the people over the years that I have had to deal with. Uh, when it comes to uh, critique, you know, and, and nobody wants to be criticized or critiqued or whatever, but you want legitimate criticism. You don't want somebody that has no idea, right? Yeah, you know, they're talking out their tukis, and sure. you, 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 know, you don't want that. But there's, it, there's a lot of it, and then, uh, but other than that, the uh, you know, once you once you do the actual, as you said, doing the show is a lot of fun. It's it's great fun. It and,
0: is. Uh, and you have. Time- yeah, and you have great fun doing it uh on your show. I got to get your take though uh on yeah. aliens and UFOs because when I think late night radio, I think of one of the kings of late night radio of all time who's cleared on an absolute shitload of radio stations back in the day, Art Bell. Art yeah, Love, yeah. Bell was Mr. UFO. Now that we are at the point where the government or at least a whistleblower is claiming, oh, yeah, we've got spacecraft. Hell, we even got a whole intact body like an in Independence Day. What are Ben Maller's thoughts on aliens?
3: Well, I love the story. Uh, I actually met Art Bell at the Premier Network's Christmas party back when they used to have these huge Christmas parties. At I remember those. Ben- Did you go? To- oh, my Went God. Went to one. Yeah. Amazing. They had, this is back in like, to me, it's the heyday for my career. They had these huge gala parties at the uh, hotel. They were in Beverly Hills. I forget which hotel in Beverly Hills. (laughs) But they flew in like every like Rush Limbaugh. Dr. Laura was the big star at the time. Uh, I met all these people. Jim Rome was there. um, Obviously, Art Bell from Pahrump, Nevada. And I used to listen to Art. My mom was a huge, she loved radio. So she'd listen to Art and, uh yeah, I think it's it's great. I mean, I I don't know how you cannot think that there's other creatures and critters out there, uh, you know, just laying out at night, looking if you're away from the city lights and you look up to the stars. I mean, it's just yeah, mad.
0: Okay, that's in general though. But do you believe the government somehow has some alien craft and they've hid it from the public for maybe fifty years?
3: I, I do. Uh, I I look at the. <laughs> No, I, I mean, I mean, maybe I should wear my tinfoil hat, but I, I like I, I have an iPhone which I'm yes. holding up. But I to me, this is alien technology. I think this is <laughs> this is um no seriously, I think this is from like a spaceship that crashed and they took the technology and they you know reengineered it or whatever. You think about where we were 200 years ago or 100 years ago, and now where we are now. And where we're going where we're all going to be replaced by ai if you believe the internet i i think yes i
0: the current technology we have feels like alien technology if you're standing in a pile of horseshit in downtown manhattan in 1906 right
3: oh totally totally uh no I, i think it's completely plausible that the people the powers that be that run the world don't think that we meathead human beings Could possibly handle the reality of not only are there creatures here, but there are a bunch of different types of creatures here. And we're like the zoo, and they're coming to look at us, you know, like (laughs) we're we're zoo animals. And they're like, look at these weird, crazy creatures on this blue planet. And how crazy are these people? Totally buy it. I w- I'd love to see the rollout if they actually announce it. Like, is it a global uniting of all these countries that hate each other? Do they get together? Like, how's that work? And
0: oh, I, yeah, you, like you're you want to do a world draft in terms of if it was us versus the aliens? Like, I guess we'd all be fighting together, I suppose. But you know, in a brawl like that, some countries would say, "Okay, this is our perfect chance for a cheap shot on some oh, other country."
3: Yeah, 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 you'd have like North Korea and Russia would go off together and they'd do their own thing you know, and you're, you're supposed to be with us you're not supposed to be that yeah come on and then uh, somebody try to get a, like a side deal with the uh the goblins you know oh, to get
0: their own, own I think it's going. quite possible that the world would unite to fight the aliens and if it looks like we might actually fend them off at some point some rogue actor China North Korea Russia they'd sucker punch one of us to say hey while you're winning and then we're going to take Alaska from you.
3: Sorry, suckers. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah. out of here. If,
0: yeah. are they, Do you think there's any aliens currently playing professional sports?
3: So I don't think there's any playing. I think the commissioner of the NBA is actually a lizard person. Um, <laughs> he looks <but> like it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, well, whereas, you know, the, the joke was always Sam Cassell, who's now with Sam Cassell, mm-hmm. Adam Silver is another one. You don't think it's
0: possible that, say, Patrick Mahomes is one eighth alien because he's so good. Steph Curry, one sixteenth alien. You don't think Shohei Otani is at least one third alien. Come on, Ben Maller.
3: I think Mahomes is like part Muppet. You know, I think there's some, <laughs> it sounds like a Muppet and all that. How about like Elon Musk? Is he, is he, Ooh, out there? is he
0: part alien? Don't yeah, know. Interesting. The aliens are like, look, we've got to change the course of uh, of the human evolution, but we don't want to be obvious about it. So we need to plant an alien who's really smart, who takes control of certain things, and then guides the world a certain direction. You can
3: make a well, of that. The, the other thing, Zabe, is if the let's say the aliens—I don't know what they look like. You know, there's different drawings of what they might look like, but let's say they kind of look somewhat like us a little bit. Okay. Would they be eligible to play in the NFL? Like would the you know the, the no, seriously. I mean like the NFL draft next year. I mean imagine that. You know, who who'll be the first uh you know uh, ask, asked you know not from ask,
0: Planet but... Quandar, the Arizona Cardinals select okay, 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 okay. And here are parents oh looking. His parents, <laughs> looking in. His parents <laughs> skyping in from across the universe. Yes, they look sort of like Sam Cassell, but with only three long fingers <laughs> that have <laughs> suction cups at the end. Okay, yeah,
3: giant, giant eyeballs. This like this big, this huge eyeballs. Yeah.
0: Back in the world of reality, you ever hear the phrase that is peak Browns? Talking about shit that happens only to the Cleveland Browns. This story is peak Browns. I didn't know this, but apparently, four different Browns players have had their cars stolen now in the string of four months of this season. Four Browns players have had their cars stolen, some at gunpoint. That's total Cleveland Browns.
3: Oh, it's 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 uh, fascinating. It is. Uh, you you think it's the same person behind it, Zabe? You think they're like, hey, we can get every Browns player's car.
0: No, but it's their buddies. I guarantee you that. <laughs> if one yeah, gets yeah. away with it, they're going to say, hey, you know, these NFL players are easy marks. First of all, they're driving very fancy cars, so they're easy to spot, right?
3: Yeah, there's not a lot of those cars in the Rust Belt, the the, the Browns players' cars they're driving. You know, this reminds me of the Dodgers in L.A., where, I, where I'm hanging out here, they had – there was a, a rush of – guys getting robbed while they were playing. Yes. Like remember that story a couple years ago like they were like organized there was a, a gang of uh, hoodlums that were going around like when the Dodgers were playing when Yasiel was on the Dodgers they were like burglarize his home and guys on the Lakers had that
0: cuz not- they know where they're at. They're in, you know, Cincinnati playing a playoff game or they're somewhere else. So they're not home. <gasps> but you'd think they would have alarms, dogs, a house sitter, somebody, right?
3: Yeah, you 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 would. But, I mean, this is like next level. Like the Cleveland thing. I mean, you you're doing it. It's some of these things at like gunpoint. I mean, Yeah, Browns
0: is- Browns cornerback Greg Newsome had his vehicle stolen at gunpoint Sunday night. Uh, he said it's a cruel world we live in. No, you live in Cleveland. It's not a cruel world you live in a cruel city. Cleveland. Uh, The same report says that Browns running back Demetric Felton had his car stolen over the weekend. A Cleveland car dealership posted a picture of his car and urged anyone who has seen it to call police or contact (laughs) Felton via social media. What is
3: that that is that low jack thing still around? Remember that thing where they can't Uh, track?
0: You would think LoJack would be installed with these, you know, high tech whips that have all the undercoating and the painting and everything else. Additionally, a third unnamed Browns player was robbed of his car and jewelry. And in January, Deshaun Watson had his truck stolen.
3: Good times, good times for the Cleveland Browns.
0: Good so, times yeah. in Cleveland today. All right, and then
3: any publicity is good publicity.
0: And then, lastly, this Benny, before I let you go, why are NFL players too fucking dumb to understand? You cannot gamble on the league or anything. Stop it! What's going yeah. on?
3: But it's it's fascinating. But you've talked to these guys, not all of them, but there's a certain percentage in any business that are complete dum dums, and yeah. more. And the the NFL seems to have more at the bottom, and there's a lot of smart guys too. But there's so many stupid stupid guys to do it at the facility. It by the way, it's very easy you would assume if you wanted to bet if, as an NFL player, you just don't do it at the facility. You have somebody else on their phone put the bets in. It's not that hard. There's pretty easy workarounds. And for these guys to get dinged, the guy on the Colts, he's due to make $2.7 million, I believe, upcoming in 2023. He's going to be suspended for the entire year. He's going to lose $2.7 million. They claim he was betting $50 and $100. Right. I'm a little skeptical, though, Zay, because remember those two games the Colts – Gave up 33 points to the Cowboys in the fourth quarter, yeah. And then in the, in the Viking game the next week, they blew a 33-0 lead. That half. I don't know, they didn't do that, but that, that raises some eyebrows. But yeah, guys, are, and the, the guys that uh, that athletic stories, Dave, you, I'm sure you saw, you talked about it, where the players were like. We didn't even know. We were blindsided by the... We didn't know we couldn't bet on baseball or basketball.
0: (laughs) What? (laughs) That's akin to Costanza claiming innocence when he slept with the maid under the desk at work. I didn't know that was frowned upon. I'm sorry. If I knew, I wouldn't have done that. Do we have to tell you everything? Plus, they do tell the players. They just don't listen because this is why there had to be a rookie symposium that then got shut down because of the Teddy Bridgewater fall guy thing uh, involving well, uh, who was it that gave that it, advice?
3: Oh, the but the, the thing too is, I mean, let's be real. I mean, we've all been in meetings. Do you really pay attention? You know, we've been in radio meetings, and after a while, you tune out, right? But I think this is just a common sense. This is just, common. but yeah, the NFL saying, "Hey, we went over everything in a meeting." That doesn't do much because. I don't know anyone that pays close. You don't want to be the person that pays close attention to the meeting. Right? You're, you're Poindexter and right. all that. You, and you listen for about five minutes, and then after that, you kind of tune things out, and you're like, get this thing over with. I'm yeah. done. I want to do something else.
0: Exit question. Will there be a major gambling scandal in the NFL in the next five years in which a player is being has been proven to have thrown a game for gambling? Yeah.
3: Well, yes. Well, uh, here's the – will it proven. happen yet? Will the NFL actually cop to it? It's, it's kind of like the, uh, the Tim Donnie story. Remember they, they sugar-coated it. I think sure. Donnie's story was much bigger. The NBA downplayed it. They said it was a lone wolf. Because
0: he was uh, a ref, not a player. But will we see yeah. a player throw a game in the NFL in the next five years for gambling reasons or try well, to throw it, a game?
3: First of all, it would have to be, you would have to assume it would be a quarterback, but these guys are making so much money. It would have to be a quarterback on a bad team. And would that even be a value because the team's most likely going to lose anyway?
0: Or a running back. Or it could be a DB who just gets burnt repeatedly for touchdowns. Eventually, the coach will pull the guy if he gets burned for two easy touchdowns. Or if you're a running back who fumbles inexplicably two times, they don't have tolerance for it anymore. But
3: Yeah, it's, I was told by a guy it's easier in basketball than football because of the uh, the importance of certain players in basketball, obviously, than, than football. Well, but it, it could be obviously done in football, too. You can it's purposely
0: hard. take bad shots that just don't go in or even good well, you, shots that just don't go in, see how Russell Westbrook does it on a nightly basis.
3: Uh, don't tell me, oh, that's that's too close to home. I like the Clippers. But, but no, I, I think you, you see the – the situation in the in the game of, of football where it's kind of like the, the Black Sox, right? Those guys felt like they were getting screwed. The White Sox guys back in the early 1900s. And so they, they like, found a way to make some money from games. But the money's so decent, so good in the NFL, you'd think it, it, there wouldn't be enough money available yeah. from – some shady book, uh, some some shady gambling guy to
0: to make it worth your while. You would you would think, but this guy for the Colts, Isaiah Rodgers, is betting fifty hundred bucks a game at most, and he's going to lose two point seven million. So, brains is not always the strong suit of some NFL players. The fifth quarter is your podcast, Ben Maller. For those who are not up late at night, uh,
3: fifth hour, fifth, fifth hour. hour,
0: fifth hour, not fifth yeah. quarter. I was thinking of uh, who's the football team that does fifth quarter. The b- b- Badgers do it, I believe. The band oh, hey, band playing hey. is called The Fifth Quarter. The Fifth Hour, available wherever you get your podcast. If not, stay up late with Ben, 2 to 6 a.m. Eastern time. Check your local listings if you're in a different time zone. Benny, thanks for your time as always, buddy.
3: All right, thanks, Zabe. Appreciate it.
0: Righto, that is a wrap today here on The ZabeCast. Thank you so much for your ears and your listening loyalty. We appreciate you making 40 to 45 minutes a day. To listen, or if not every day, to pile up the episodes and then plow through them at your leisure. Whether it's laying in a hammock, mowing the grass, running, walking, driving across country, it doesn't matter. I appreciate the listenership. Tomorrow we are for subscribers only. It is our one day a week. We put behind a gentle paywall. A mere $5 a month helps support this podcast and its various Ventures, and I appreciate every one of you who will be with us on Friday. If you want to sign up, you can cancel anytime. You can come for a month, jump out for a month. I know we're all spending a lot of money on streaming shit left and right all over the place, and we have a budget. What are we, Saudi Arabia? Well, we have a budget. So if you want, you can sign up for a year. I appreciate that. It supports the podcast, and of course, uh, you get 12 months for the price of 11. Or just stay freeloading, my friends. Happily freeload, but tell somebody you're freeloading, tell so not not don't tell them that you're freeloading, just tell them about the podcast. Freeloaders, go out, spread the word, get more subscribers or get more listeners. Subscribers, thank you, thank you, thank you. I appreciate your financial support. That's a wrap for today. Thanks for listening. Have a great Thursday, and we will see you next time.